Good evening, everyone. Hey, how you doing? Uh, for those of you I haven't had the pleasure to meet yet, my name is Pete, and like Rob said, I've been here for the last five weeks, and today is my last day. I know, I know, it's sad, but it's been, it's been great fun, and uh, if I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, feel free to come say hi afterwards. Also, is the, I guess the invitation to come and pray at the, the cross throughout the sermon is still open. I promise I won't get too distracted, so go for it if you feel you want to do that. So today we're going to be continuing on with our exploration of um, forgotten spiritual habits, and today's one that we're focusing on is rest. Uh, I just want to test something really quickly, and so I'm going to need some enthusiastic participation, and I realize it's late in the day, and you might have, all your enthusiasm has um, dissipated, but when I say the word rest, what is the first word that comes to your mind? Sleep. Sleep. Exactly. I was going to get you to raise hands if you said sleep, but you shouted out, great, perfect. More enthusiastic than I was anticipating. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the same. Same for me. Instinctively, my brain goes to sleep, mostly because it tends to be all that I can really think about. Uh, even during worship, this is nothing against you, Andy. I was really enjoying it. I was yawning quite a lot. Uh, it's all this thinking I've been doing about rest, I guess. But the reality is, Rest is not sleep. Sleep doesn't mean rest. The words aren't synonymous. If they were, we'd just have one word. This would be a talk about the spiritual habit of sleep. But it's not. So what is rest? Um, well, the first thing I think rest is, if it can come up on screen, is it is a command. Now, if you were with us last week uh, on Sunday morning, I wasn't actually here on Sunday morning, but I've heard Matt King um, was speaking on the fourth commandment uh, all about Sabbath. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read that passage together. Uh, so if you want to turn in your own Bibles, it is Exodus 20, or hopefully it's come up on screen, which is great. So I'm going to read that for us now. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to your Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This commandment is the longest commandment that we've got out of the ten, and that is significant. I will come back to that in a second. Hopefully I'm not... Um, rehashing some of the stuff that Matt was already saying. If, it does, if I am, I guess that's just God saying it's more important, so it's fine. We can go over stuff. <laughs> um, but if we were to simplify it for just a minute, this passage essentially is God's command to proactively practice rest. God's command to proactively practice resting. Now this command, like I said, it happens to be the longest one, We've got, and for a pretty significant reason. It gets a full-on explanation. This is the command. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. To which we're like, okay, cool. We'll do, God. Great, thanks. Then he's like, no, wait, I'm not done. Here's how you do it. Work for six days, but the seventh day, number seven, is God's day. Don't do work on God's day. Then we're like, okay, cool. We'll do. Thanks, God. 
And then he's like, wait, no, I'm still not done. Also, don't let your animals rest. And we're like, okay, a bit weird, but okay. Then he's like, hang on, last thing. Let me show you how it's done too. If we flip back to uh, Genesis, we see that God created, um, God created the heavens and the earth, and then on the seventh day, he rested. Genesis number 2, verses 1 to 3 says this. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God actually demonstrates to us rest. Not only did he give us a model for how to do it, but then he demonstrated it to us. He created the world and then rested. He set aside time to rest. One day in seven, we're commanded to set aside for rest. A seventh of your life. Ironically, Sabbath is starting to sound like hard work. <laughs> but why does it sound like hard work to practice resting? Well, it's because it's of our mindset. Right now, now, we are, or at least I am, looking at the idea of rest through a very specific lens that says it is a thing to do, a thing on the agenda to tick off. Just like everything else in my week, it's something to evaluate, see if it's worth doing, and squeeze it into my busy schedule. Uh, this here, this book, this is a great read. Uh, for those of you who can't see it, it is John Mark Comer's book called uh, The Ruthless, not Ruthless, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, and as the title suggests, it is all about one of the greatest enemies of rest, hurry. How often when somebody asks you, how are you doing? You say, yeah, okay, just busy. Or you're like, yeah, a bit hectic at the minute but I'm good. That's sort of my go-to phrases. Um, and it, it just highlights how much of a change we need to t take on our lives. It's almost as if we're all playing a big game of who can do the most top trumps, or just constantly living a life of to-do lists. Often by living life in this way, we're saying to God, sorry, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend time with you. I'm not gonna rest in your presence. I'm not going to keep a seventh of my life holy because I've just got too much to do. Well, this is where we need a rethink around what rest really is. It is a command, like I said, but it's not a tick box on agenda. It is a gift. Mark 2, verse 27 says, The Sabbath was made for man. If we go back to Genesis again, it says, so on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. What it could say, and you, you might call me a heretic here, it could say, so on the seventh day, God created Sabbath. God created rest. Maybe that's highly heretical of me, but the Sabbath was made for man. God didn't need to rest. God is God. The Sabbath was made for man. Not only is it a gift that is made for us by God, but it is a gift that is abundantly given and is encouraged to be received. If we flip back to the Old Testament in Exodus, uh, God says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then again in the New Testament, Jesus says the similar words. 
He says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. God is, God is the dealer of rest. He is the very source of it. All we need to do is come to him, and the Lord will give us rest. So hang on, Pete, I'm confused. Is it, is it a command? Is rest a command, or is, uh, is rest a gift that God wants to give to us? Um, to which my answer is yes. Um, rest is, I suppose you could say, the commanded gift of God. That's a weird sentence that probably doesn't make much sense, but it's, it's both and. I'm going to... I've, I've sped through this really quickly. When I, when I practiced this, I took nearly 30 minutes. So I'm coming sort of towards uh, the final, final mentions, but here's how we can rest. There's two elements, the commanding element and the gift element. In terms of the command, it is that we observe the Sabbath. Now, I'm sure Matt did an amazing talk on it last week, much better than I could ever uh, do, and so feel free to go check that out in terms of what it means to observe Sabbath. But basically what we're doing is we're proactively creating a space, keeping a space aside for resting with God as a part of your week, to prioritize holy, blessed time to rest, drawing particular attention to those key Ps of proactively creating space and prioritizing God. Not allowing ourselves to... Um, get, let the chaotic lives, our chaotic schedules uh, take, take the best of us and, and then try and fit rest in as an afterthought. But instead, putting it in as the first thing we do in our diary and then everything else fits around it. God is our first priority and everything else comes second and third and fourth. And then the second part, the gift element. Rest comes to us as a part of our obedience to the first. So as we observe Sabbath, as we um, proactively set aside that time to rest, during that time, we then say to God, Lord, give us rest. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but I often feel weary and burdened. And it's helpful to know that in that situation, all I need to do is go to God and say, God, help me, give me rest. Um, this is where the application bit fall, falls apart slightly. It's because the problem, well, not the problem with God, can't say that. Uh, the thing is, God is a relational, personal God. And so each of us will uh, observe Sabbath in slightly different ways. For some of us, we might blare, I don't know, heavy metal rock music on the way to work in the morning, and during that time, you'll say, God, help me rest, uh, because that's the way you find it easiest. During times of loud noise, I don't personally get that. As an introvert, I love to shut myself away. As much as I love you guys, I love people, uh, you do exhaust me. And so for me, I like to find a quiet place where I can get away and be alone with Jesus. In Mark 6, Jesus says to his disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. When I first read that, it was almost like it was Jesus saying it to me directly. I could almost hear the words coming out the page. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. One other thing is breathe. 
A few weeks back, I was at a, um, a mental health first aid training course, and they told me all about the scientific um, facts behind just breathing, taking control of your breathing, breathing in deeply and out through your mouth. And it's just a simple act of breathing quiets the chaos that's going on in our minds, which for many of us, when we, when we think of rest, when we come to rest and we say, ah, oh, I really struggle to rest, it's because of our, our minds. There's too much going on, too much loud noise. And so what I like to do is I head into my quiet space alone with Jesus, so not completely alone, and I just breathe, and then I say, Lord, would you give me rest? And so rest is a gift, and rest is a command. Rest is both and. Um, I've not got a whole lot more to say. Well, I do have more to say, but um, if you are interested more in rest, please come find me afterwards and chat. We're um, going to head into a time of musical worship in a second. But before we do, I've got three things I want to say. First thing is that I've seen a book at the back that says, The Art of Rest. And I've never read it, but there's a post-it note on it that I saw this morning that says, Recommended by Rachel Dismore. And so, uh, chat to her, because she's clearly the expert on rest. And I'm sure that if she recommends it, that would be a good place to continue exploring this spiritual habit. The other one is this book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you've read it, that's amazing, read it again. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. There's some really, really good stuff in there. And then the second thing is, I've forgotten, so I'll move on to the third thing. The third thing is that during our time of musical worship in a second, just before we do that, um, we're going to have a prayer team available. So for any of you who really feel like it's a struggle for you to rest, um, we're going to have people made available to you. Or you can head over to the cross and just pray, Lord, would you help me rest? And so, yeah, if you feel prompted to do so, I'd really encourage uh, you to go up and receive some prayer. So let's pray. Father, as we head into a time now where we sing and worship you, Lord, would you help us to remember to rest? Lord, as we head from there into a time of chatting with our friends and family, Lord, would you help us to rest? And from there as we head into our week and into the rest of our lives, Lord, would you remind us to practice this spiritual habit of rest. Amen.